Cesar House. Welcome to this episode 133. I'm here with David and Lewis. I'm here with David and Lewis. Okay, I'm here. I'm hey. actually waiting for David because it's usually him who says hi first. So that, that's one way to hell of a start. I'm here. Hi. Okay. That was I, odd. I did hear that though, right? It wasn't like la- last episode at the end where I did forget to say Lewis. No, no, you I actually. You, I said Lewis. No, no, no. You, no, you, I know. you did I know say I David actually and said Lewis. It this time. I know. I, you I did. Know, I know. I'm just calling but back. But David I, I did was, not. David did not want to say hi, and usually he says hi first. I, I, I was late. I was late. That's that, that, that's what was going on. I was I was uh, running late, and uh, got a bunch of shit to take care of. Today was crazy at work. My God, today was crazy at work. Um, what are you talking about? We just and, recorded and so the that's show. Why I was you late. were just sitting there. You're sitting on your ass. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm still late. <laughs> I could be sitting on my ass and be late. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So, again, another week. This time, no win. No win? But a draw. But a good, but um, let's be honest. Now, let, I'm happy we, with this draw. Let, let's, before we talk about that, let's, let's uh, explain what happened. I didn't get to see the game. David was kind of listening to it on YouTube and following it on Twitter. And Lewis wasn't unable to, wasn't able to follow it either because Lewis... Uh, my stepdaughter uh, decided she wanted to turn 16 on that day. Um, <laughs> I know, a whole month earlier. No, uh, my, uh, we had our, her sweet 16 party uh, on that day, and it coincided with the with the most important game of uh, the Galaxy season. So I was unable to watch the game or tweet the game as I was uh, running around playing host and uh all the other fun stuff that comes with hosting uh, uh, that type of family party. So, and Lewis, all of us were there. So, Lewis, I need you to be honest here. That's not the reason you didn't watch the game. The reason you didn't watch the game is because Time Warner put it on some. Sorry, not Time Warner. Charter, whoever, Spectrum, yeah, whoever owns the freaking TV. rights, puts <laughs> put it on some obscure channel, and nobody could freaking watch it if they wanted to. Yeah, that was. Uh, it was horrible. So, from my understanding, it's uh, they had a Laker game instead. Uh, not even regular season; it's preseason. But from my understanding of it, uh, that it's they're obligated or contractually obligated to put the Laker game over the Galaxy game. Um, and even if they weren't uh, obligated, I still think that that probably would have been would have been the. Uh, smarter choice anyway considering the fact that more people watch the lakers especially now with lebron uh than they would the galaxy so i mean um yeah but you know, man it is what, what it is from what i saw on the extended highlights today that game looked insane yeah um we were we were actually kind of lucky that we got out of there with the draw i mean man the saves that being made the amount of times it cro- it, it went it went along the line it hit the post Oh my goodness! I think we got away. I think we stole a point uh, in Kansas City. If I mean, if I don't want to say it's a fair result, but I mean, we, we could have easily walked out of there with a loss, and our season would have been done, or it would have been uh, officially not done, but it would have been significantly harder uh, to to get into a playoff spot. Um, but we got extremely fortunate with a penalty that was reviewed by VAR. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, we got really lucky to get mm-hmm. that call in our favor. Yeah. Because I um, saw, personally, I saw no contact yeah, whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, Kamara, and if there was contact, it was after he actually left his feet and looked like he was already on his way to diving anyway. Yeah, he was uh, already. It, it looked like he was in a it jump looked like Kamara, It looked like Kamara was anticipating that he was going to get um, that he was going to get taken out and so he left his feet in the motion that made it look like he got tripped. But he wanted to do the Alessandrini. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know <laughs> what the referee called because if you, if you remember... Um, 
the referee calls and he calls a foul and then they go to VAR. He does the referee doesn't review the play. And so you have to assume that this is a situation where Jair Marufo um uses the uh referees, you know, get out of jail free or whatever card or or, or uh, you know the ego card and says, No, my call stands. I'm not gonna look I'm not gonna review, I'm not gonna use my tool that I have available to me the call stands this is a penalty kick um and it was wrong like really wrong um i don't think that's a penalty i think that's a dive on Ola kamara's part but you know whatever that starts the narrative that starts the oh mls is doing the galaxy favors uh that starts the the sort of hatred coming back toward toward the galaxy from from all the other teams in the league because it wasn't just um, Sporting Kansas City people complaining about this on Twitter. It was a lot of neutrals complaining about it. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it, it reminded you of the old, old days when we were the villains. And MLS had, or at least the conspiracy was that MLS had to make sure that the Galaxy were in the playoffs. And got as far into the playoffs as they possibly could because... They were the team to watch. They were the team to beat. They're the ones that um, drew the attention uh, uh, around the league and around um, with its fans. And obviously, the Galaxy has lost its luster. But with Zlatan being Zlatan, doing what he's been doing this season, scoring, what is it, 21, 22 goals now? 21, um, 24. Tw- is it 22? 22? Is it 22, Bobby? I thought it was 22. Well, let's minus I, one, so I'm not wrong. 21 out of 24. I want to say... 24 games? I want to say 21. Would have been 22 if Alison Drini just kept his mouth shut. But... Um, <laughs> no, uh, so... And then and with all the sound bites that he's providing, I mean, MLS is going to want Zlatan season to, you know, be prolonged as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And so that you know, let the conspiracy theories begin. And if you're a Galaxy fan, you just got this big grin from ear to ear. You know, much like the Grinch. That's what you're like. That's that's the smile that you have on your face because you know, you remember that feeling and you loved that feeling, and I miss that feeling. Go on. That's it. That's all all I got. Uh, Jump in, guys. Bobby's already muting me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mute you. No, I I, I agree. I think think the Galaxy, the old Galaxy, relishes in that role to play where they're they're the villains, they're the bad guys, they're the Yankees. They're the Yankees of MLS, or they were the Yankees of MLS. Um, And they're, they're struggling to find that way back into into the fold there. But I think with Zlatan being here, obviously it's easier to lean on stuff like that. You know, the other day um, people started asking whether or not Zlatan is, should be considered for MVP. And uh, I'm going to ask you guys about that later on. We'll, we'll, we'll put a button in this one because I do want to ask you guys uh, about that. But Zlatan responded with, well, oh, I'm bigger than MLS. Mm. Yeah. But I that mean, to that's... me is like, that's the perfect villain thing to say. It's well, it's the perfect Zlatan thing to say. I mean, you got to figure that that's what he probably thought. I mean, even if it's just for show, even if it's just a soundbite, even if yeah. it's just a brand, you knew that going in here, that's what he would tell everybody. I mean, I think before, I'm not even sure if it was before he played a game or not, but I'm, I'm sure, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel. So maybe it was after the fact, uh, maybe it was after the LAFC game, but you know. They asked him about, you know, soccer in America, and he said, "I'm sorry, like I would, I would totally help you guys out, but I'm married already, you know, like I can't go around <laughs> and, you know, set franchises up for you a- anymore." And so, I mean, that's just the way he is. And why wouldn't you want more of that? I mean, look at the, he he draws people, you know, mm-hmm. pe- people are 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 pulled to him. They want more of him. They love to hate him. Um, like any other big superstar that travels around the country, uh, y- y- you can talk shit about him all you want, but well, you came out to watch him, didn't you? I mean, he's not playing on your team; he's playing against your team, but he sold out your stadium. 
Like yep. people want this. Um, secretly, I, I think even uh, certain other teams in the playoffs, to some degree, may say, you know what, he actually might sell more tickets. Uh, you know, so. Oh, he will. And well, he, he, yeah, he, I mean, he will. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think I think Zlatan's the I think Zlatan's the closest to what like an American sports star is for soccer for MLS. You know, like that level, that super 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 high level of of stardom and and spectacular showmanship, um, like you would see an NBA player. Um, yeah, I think he's he's one of the rare ones, at least in this league that we've had. Of course, you have other stars, but it's not like that. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had um, a star like this. I mean, the, the biggest star up until this point was arguably David Beckham, but he wasn't yeah. a soundbite. No, he, he wasn't. He, he, so, he wasn't um, the confident. He wasn't Ali. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't Kobe saying stuff. He wasn't Jordan. He was, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. And so, you know, yeah, I, I think it's perfectly fair to the that neutrals or even rivals are there crying foul. Um and again, if you're a Galaxy fan, you love it. Um, played a pretty decent first half, for the most part. Um, VAR strikes again uh, right before halftime. The Galaxy up 2-0 in Kansas City, a place that they have not won a game in since 2007. And all of a sudden, up 2-0. It felt nice for a bit. Yeah, uh, we're at the so so we're at the party. We're listening to on radio, or David's listening to on radio. I'm you know I'm checking back in every so often. Bobby's actually w- was the the photographer for the party, so he was busy uh, d- uh, doing his job. And all of a sudden, I get uh, I get a two zero. I'm like, oh my god! Like you got, I'm laughing. I'm happy, but I'm laughing. Like you got to be kidding me! They're gonna pull this off, and. Uh, yeah, th- th- then we get the call that, you know, VAR says no. We eventually see the replay. Uh, David calls me over. Tell me what you see. Now, based on the angle that I saw that in, initially I said that's that's an offside. It's actually almost clear, to be perfectly honest. Now, there was controversy because there were, I'm sure there were other angles that were shown or available. I only saw one. Now, I've only shown one, at least on broadcast, I think. Um, yeah, well, I haven't seen I haven't seen any of the ones, and I honestly want to send this to soccer photogrammetry. And actually, the reason I've been so silent uh, right now is because I've been looking up this rule to see whether or not this offside uh, is is a legitimate offside. Um, so I'll, I'll read this to you guys, Lewis, when when you're ready. Okay. Well, the thing is, is that for, for me, I thought I was an offside, and um, so so okay. Two things here. Number one, the goal. Sh- the, the, the original call on the field was that there was a goal. They went to VAR, and I think that's the correct decision. If I'm being neutral here, that's the correct decision. you got to go to VAR if there's something um, you know, in question. It was close. Now, there is one angle that I did see where it was clear as day. Now, I'm not sure if the, the, the people up in the, in the VAR booth saw this particular angle, but on MLSsoccer.com, you had Bobby Warshaw and Andrew Wiebe uh, talking about controversial calls of the week, and w- this game had its fair share. This particular, They talked about the Camaro uh, penalty, and then they talked about the Steris goal. They had an angle, and ironically, it wasn't even a side shot. It was actually behind the goal, and it was clear that Steris's foot was behind the line. Which is really odd to, to, to say when you actually don't have a side angle. But the top view from behind the goal, it's actually very clear that Steris' foot was offside. Now, whether that angle was in that booth or not, doesn't matter. If they had the same angles that people were seeing on Twitter, I don't think there's enough evidence there to overturn it. I think that might have been the incorrect call if, if that's where you're going. So, but, so you have to you have to imagine that the VAR booth has all the angles, uh, angles that we haven't even seen. You know, they have the the actually cool shoulder cam angle. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I think I mean when when you they wouldn't have any sort of special camera that the media would not have access to. Oh yeah, yeah they, they would. Yeah they do. Yeah they would. No, yeah. I don't think yes, so. They would. 
Yeah, we we know how bro- broadcasting in the background and stuff works. Yeah, they would. They absolutely would. Yeah, I th- okay. I think that uh, that this is a an angle. Well, what they shouldn't have done. And I think you're is, giving pro referees too much credit here. Uh, I, no, I'm giving VAR as a technology no. maybe yeah. a little no, more I'm credit t- than, than it I'm deserves. But I, I the screens and the cameras are there. <laughs> I know I know for sure that there would have been um, angles that didn't get shown on the broadcasts. Okay. That the, the, so, the, the VAR refs have access yeah. to. They have to. Yeah. You would think so. So, so if I'm going under the assumption that that's true, and I saw this particular angle, and it's it's clear. I, I got to find it and send it to you guys. But it's clear. It, it Stairs' foot is offside. If that's what they're going on, then they made the correct call. Um, if that if that's not what they're going on, and it's just too close to call, then it shouldn't have not been overturned because there would not have been uh, sufficient evidence. But um, if they did have uh, access to that particular angle that I saw, then it's actually pretty clear. Um, so a chance to go up 2-0 at halftime, that's massive. On the road against Kansas City, that is massive. And instead, you get deflated a little bit because well, you're on a high and all of a sudden it's taken away from you. It's almost as if you got scored on right before halftime. Yeah, it, it really did feel that way because I, I certainly th- thought that that affected them, the team in a way that um, they thought, okay, well, we're not going to, that was sort of our golden chance. We're not going to try and get anything else out of this game. Um, we should, and, and they just started bunkering. Like after that, it was just all just, okay, preserve. Uh, I don't, well, I don't know. I saw, I, again, highlights. It didn't look like they were preserving. It just looks like they were just defending. It was, it was, they weren't bunkering. They were just getting an onslaught from, uh, SKC, um, and to be honest, this was a really good game defensively from this team. I mean, I, I was surprised at how freaking top they were in front of this ball and stopping this ball from getting in that goal. But, um, but dude, but dude, Ashley Cole, he had himself oh a God. shocker. Dude. He was, was awful. Was he? Yes. He and got I, beat I, I get, so well, many times by yeah. Johnny Russell. He was just Johnny well, Russell had his number. to me. To me, the only, to me the, the the true fault of the entire thing was all. Well, I forget what four players were in front of Russell that let him basically stroll down that lane and make that goal. That was just he should have no. He should have had two or three more goals by beating he, Ashley Cole, but he didn't because yeah, he else didn't because he was it. off target. <laughs> because, right, okay. right, right. But I'm, I'm saying Ashley Cole had himself a terrible night, and yet, even though he was on that. He had that breakaway where he chip. He tried to chip Tim Melia oh, instead of just blasting it into the net. I mean, that, I kind of get what he was doing, but uh, yeah, me too. Me too. I, I I get it. He was he was, and at that point, I think they were feeling good uh, or better than than uh, than they had been, you know, or later in the game. But I mean, to say that the Galaxy got bombarded is an understatement. The Galaxy was outshot by Sporting Kansas City 34 to 8. Yeah, that's bombarded a is not 34. A word that's understated, though. Yeah. Bombarded means like a lot, like, you know, like excessive. Did, so it's not. Did I say understated? Um, yeah, that's why I'm saying it's not an understated term. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, 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 right. Lewis? Um, no, uh, it's. I know that overall the defense didn't play horrible. I mean, let's let's be honest. If this was say three weeks ago, they didn't. God That's knows what this what this um, God knows what the score would Seven, have eight, been. Thirty-four to one. Yeah. Um, you although they're not, not completely off the hook either, as David Bingham had to stand on his head in order to preserve uh, the well, what would be the point. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys. He must have gained another foot by stretching out so much. If if the galaxy had ended this one zero, would we be talking about San Bingham? Because I feel like Jaime Pinedo did less to earn that moniker. I think because of here's the thing with Bingham. I, I think that it's. There were a couple things that 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 is difficult to judge him on for uh, overall this season. Number one, because and it's the most important reason, he had such a horrible back line in front of him for all but the remaining five games of the season, and, 
And now you're seeing something completely different where the shots that are being taken are low percentage shots. They're being blocked. They're off target. Dave, uh, David Bingham, with the exception of this game, didn't have to work that hard in the previous, uh, you know, two games, three games. No, not at all. <laughs> so, you know, I think David Bingham is, I, I don't want to say it's the point where you're calling him San Bingham only because there's been nothing accomplished. If this was, let's say, decision day, and that point got us in the playoffs, you might be talking about that. If this happens in the playoffs, you might be talking about that. But as of right now... It needs to continue in order for it to grow. But if if we lose, it's going to all be forgotten. I I don't... See, the, the thing is, is that David Bingham probably behind Gio and Jonathan have been criticized the most because of who they are. Gio and Jonah being that they are, uh, being that uh, their last name is Dos Santos, David Bingham because he came from San Jose. And he was going to get criticized extra hard for what he did and not get praised as much um, for everything that he did do for this team. And it's hard to see because of all the goals that we have let in. And I can tell you that a majority of those goals, at least 80 to 85% of them, are not his fault. Mm-hmm. And so he's actually had games like this before. It's not the first time. So I think he actually had more saves in the, I, I want to say the Portland game. Uh, up in Portland that actually started the uh, nine-game unbeaten streak for us back in uh, June or July, whenever it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was in June. So, you know, he had, I think, eight or nine saves in that game. And he stood on his head there. And there's been many games where he's made some ridiculous saves that he has no business doing that preserved points or, or victories. So, in a way, I think that calling him San Bingham is premature only because there's the, 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 the accomplishment of the team isn't there. But... I can see where you're going with that. I mean, if this team was headed into the playoffs and they were already, if they were already clinched, for example, Look, and you were, and, and I mean, even if you, I mean, even if, I mean, they had two already and they allowed one goal in this game yeah. with six minutes left. So they were on their way to three clean sheets and they, and Bingham by, by far, even with the draw, he's a man of match. By far, he's a oh, yeah. match. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So I, I see where you're going with this, David, but I, I think the reason that I hesitate to say it is that this team hasn't even locked a playoff spot. They're, 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 they're still in the hunt, and, there's, and the odds are still against them. So maybe if on decision day you're holding on to a 1-0 victory and Houston gets a penalty late in the game and he blocks it, I would have no problem calling him Sun Bingham. Until right now, I will hold that. And I think maybe next season, um, whoever the coach is and they fix up that defense, you'll see probably a better uh, overall David Bingham. You hopefully won't see as many goals. And yeah, maybe he might earn that, that title next season because I see where you're getting. Uh, I see where you're going with that. And mm-hmm. I completely understand. Oh, you, you said the magic word. You said playoffs. So let's, let's talk about the Galaxy's playoffs here because we had everything go right for for us in the west uh we had rsl losing to portland um the galaxy or you know if the galaxy would have held on to this the playoff chances would have gone significantly higher (laughs) way way up instead with the draw they they don't you know they don't free fall but yeah we're kind of in the same place we need RSL to drop points. We need them to drop points against New England, but the bigger one is going to be against the return leg against against Portland uh, in Portland. So there's there's hope for us there. Um, the Galaxy don't play this week, but then you have um, RSL sitting out on decision day. So at that point, the fates will the you know the fate might be in the Galaxy's hands. Where they'll they'll be 
they'll be controlling their own destiny, you know, depending on what RSL has done. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I think that if the Galaxy can win in Minnesota or win against Minnesota and then win um, at home against Houston, you know, they, they've got a shot of sneaking in. And if they sneak in, the conversations have started. And, and albeit this is a conversation that has come for from the Galaxy camp and, and not really m- many other people around MLS. But uh, the Zlatan for MVP conversation has started. I have a very particular opinion about this. I want to know what your guys' opinion is of this. Do you think that Zlatan should be considered MVP of MLS right now? The argument that you can make, I, I think... Twelman made this <sighs> argument on broadcast this past week, and that's where it started. I well, you know, the funny thing is, is that I mean, this would have been a I think it was 12. a, a yeah, question. Uh, this would have been a question, or I, I have this question to ask. Um, we're gonna have a guest after the re- MLS regular seasons, and this is actually one of the questions I was gonna ask him. Play devil's advocate here. I think it's a safe bet that you're gonna that, that Joseph Martinez will be voted MVP. Um, he broke the single season scoring record. He is on a team that is heavily favored to win the champ, the, to win MLS Cup, and I think that's where the argument where uh, that you can make that Zlatan deserves an MVP. If you took Joseph Martinez away from Atlanta, Atlanta is still a very strong team. Atlanta is still a playoff team. Atlanta is still a contender for MLS Cup. You take Zlatan away from the Galaxy. This team is not fighting for a playoff. They crumble right now. Right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're they're, they're, they're the wooden spoon holders. They're the 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 house of cards back, or whatever. I yeah. think they're back to back wooden spoon. And and, and it, when you're talking about what he has accomplished this season, it was, so we're, we're saying what twenty? I think it's twenty one goals. Hmm. He's about to become, or no, he's three off from tying the the Galaxy record. Of most goals in a season, uh, 24 held by Carlos Ruiz. He actually did it in 27 games. So Zlatan will actually have... Uh, actually, no, I'm actually wrong. Because Zlatan came in game mm-hmm. four. Came in, yep. He came in in game four. So he missed three games, plus the games that he was uh, uh, suspended for or did not travel to because of... T- I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Josh Gessman said that he's actually scoring at a quicker pace than both Carlos Reese and anybody else in MLS. That is fantastic. It, it really is a strong case to make. The only thing is, is that the neutrals are going to say, of course, they're going to give it a Zlatan. Why wouldn't you give it a Zlatan? You know, and they'd probably be upset about it. But I think there is a legitimate case that you can make. Mm-hmm. Because if you're talking about who is more valuable to the team, that by far, by a landslide, Gal- uh, Zlatan is significantly more valuable to the Galaxy than Martinez is to Atlanta. Yeah, and you keep you keep saying, "Oh, if there's a legitimate case to make, you keep making it." Though you're saying it, <laughs> you're making the legitimate case. Um, and then you know, at the same time, I'm just gonna go off on a little side thing because you 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 pretty much stated all of the stuff I wanted to say. But don't don't you don't you see things when you uh, a value when you buy when you buy low and sell high? Isn't that what we're gonna end up doing with Latan too? So don't we don't we that add that to the to the value of the player as well for the year? Well, here's the thing. So the rumors uh, of Zlatan possibly leaving next season, and it started when he was on like a Swedish TV show, and he's talking about Malmo, you know, offering him, and AC Milan uh, making him offers. Um, you know, uh, as far as I know, he's still under contract for the Galaxy for the yeah. next season. Now, yeah. if he's talking about other offers, that means he has an option. In 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 season number two, he he's got to have an option for him to you know to not say like no, I'm here for the next two seasons. I was I'm locked in. Yeah. He would he would quickly squash it. Like, dude, I'm playing for the Galaxy for the next two seasons. I have I'm a contract. Sure. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure he would say that right now when he's just completely not just talking about that at all. He's just focused on for the games. Right, really but sure. he actually has alluded to you know. I mean, he is kind of like. Um, 
he's not squashing the rumors about AC Milan and any other team that may have or may not have offered him. Yeah, because he's always uh, saying, well, of course, everybody wants me. Because that's pretty much what he says all the time. I mean, that's kind of a broad thing to always say. So, So, but, but, but. To, to go with what you were saying, Bobby. Uh, so Jonathan, uh, little segue here. Jonathan Dos Santos posted yeah. something on Instagram yesterday, uh, talking about the America rumors that have been swirling around that Geo could be headed to America, and if you're going to get Geo, they come in a pair, unfortunately, and you'd have to send Jonah with them. And so there's a lot of rumors going around. So Jonathan puts uh, something on his Instagram with you know has a picture of him and Geo. And saying that, you know, we would love to be playing for America, you know, one of the best teams in Mexico, one of the most historic and most successful teams in Mexico. But right now we're with the Galaxy, so we're going to go ahead and focus on that. So, you know, that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. It was kind of odd. I think what he was... I think what he was really saying was that... Sure, I would love to play for them, but I'm playing for the Galaxy right now. Not many people interpreted it that way. A lot of people interpreted it as, you know what, I'm leaving for America next season, and I won't be back with the Galaxy, but as long as I'm here, I'll do what I can. Um, And again, I think if maybe their last names weren't Dos Santos, maybe they would be... uh, uh, They wouldn't be interpreting it that way. So, if and there's a lot of rumors that Gio, you know, will be leaving. I actually have to, I have to believe that Gio won't be here next season, only because, only because Gio hasn't played. He's training indoors. That means nobody is watching him. Nobody's out there. Nobody in the media has seen him train. So, technically, you know, he could just be off somewhere on the facility, just not doing anything. Am I the only one who actually believes that he's okay? He's just saving face. Dominic Kinnear does not want him back on the team. Like, dude, you're useless. I've taken Shelvick out. I've taken Siani out. I've taken Perry Kitchen out. We're winning games. There's no way I'm disrupting this. That's how, I but mean, that's we're how I'm going feeling. To, I'm not thinking about but we're going, Yeah, <laughs> but we're going to save face. We're going to say that you're injured so that we won't. So that you won't have the embarrassment of saying Maybe. you've been you've been benched. Are, That's just me. So are, I got to figure Galaxy, that. Are the Galaxy telling Geo that he's stepping down for health reasons? Is that what's happening? Probably. It almost sounds like it, right? Um, but the thing is, is that you know that Geo's unhappy. You know he heard the booze at the season ticket holder event. He, you could tell that the advertisements. Now at the you know, that, that the Galaxy, I mean, they push Gio and Jonah because those are the only two players that they have. For all of a sudden, too. for a good while, all of us, yeah, and all of a sudden, Gio is no longer there. Mm-hmm. It's all Zlatan. Now it's Kamara. Now it's Alessandrini. Jonah's there still, but he's not the main focus. It's it's no. now it's the team, and Gio is not even there. So mm-hmm. I think that even the organization is saying, "Yeah, we're cutting you," and. It could just be a mutual agreement saying, you know what, just buy my contract out. You need to you need to find somewhere somewhere to do it. And so maybe that's where the rumors are coming in. I don't know. Anyways, got a, t- a tiny bit sidetracked there. But the point is, is that <laughs> what were we if Geo if Geo <laughs> leaves, that opens up a DP spot. If Jonathan leaves with him, which would be unfortunate, I don't. I, I would like I would like to keep Jonathan. I would like here. to keep Jonathan too. Yeah. You would have two DP slots open. And you can't sit there and tell me that to keep Zlatan in a Galaxy uniform, you wouldn't offer him a DP contract. Oh, you have. And the yeah. and the guy deserves it. Oh yeah, and then I mean, who knows what else, what's going to happen for the rest of the season? Of course, but I mean, he totally deserves for whatever he's done. He's done already this season. I mean, my goodness, yeah. the guy has done more than enough to earn what he's making, not including endorsements and all the other fun side stuff. But the guy, I mean, the guy is making pennies compared to what he traditionally makes. The guy is making so much less money than what Gio makes. You know, he know you know, he notices that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I mean, imagine what he could do with the, with the whole season. Fresh. Yeah. Healthy. She was. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, the, the guy is already. I mean, he, he hasn't missed that many games. He missed like the first month, so it's not like he's he didn't come in July. Yeah. But still, I mean, the, the guy has uh, yeah. the, the guy has been uh, well above, and we all knew that that the guy's IQ was way higher than anybody else in MLS. The guy mm-hmm. is playing in a league he probably shouldn't be playing in. And um, and he's proved it. So, you know, we're lucky to have him. And, I mean, the guy deserves a DB contract. If that's what he wants, you got to give it to him. Especially um, if that's Just how you're going to get him to stay. Don't wait for him to yeah. ask. Give it to him. Right, exactly. No, I agree, 100%. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a... But that's pretty good argument value. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to that. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, to answer David's question, I, I want to say, yes, I think he should be considered for MVP. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Joseph Martinez will end up, uh, uh, winning that because of the, uh, he's on a, on a championship side and because he is, uh, the new, uh, you know, king of goals. So, but yes, it is food for thought there. Uh, let's go ahead and run down what has happened going uh what can happen going forward i'm sorry what can happen going forward so uh, a lot of people are saying okay they got eliminated because they did not win well no i mean it, they would have been in a significantly better position in fact if they had won the game they actually wouldn't be in the playoff spot they would be in the sixth spot right now because yeah. rsl lost we'll still be fighting portland actually did us one hell of a solid here because portland was already ahead of rsl in points so you're probably looking to it'll be easier to catch RSL. Now, mm-hmm. Portland and RSL play two games. Everyone knows this already. And whatever happened in that first game, whether it's RSL winning, Portland winning, or a draw, that same result had to happen in game number two. Now, all of us had RSL winning. Bobby, you had a draw. Mm-hmm. So nobody had almost, Portland winning man. in this almost. game. Almost, almost. But <laughs> well, four to one. That would have been bad. One, that would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, four to one is not an almost, but well, um, that all that all ended up in the last few minutes, man. The last what ten, fifteen <laughs> minutes? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but so Portland winning actually helped the Galaxy significantly more because it was easier to catch RSL than it was Portland. Not only did Portland beat RSL, they did it on the road, which mm-hmm. means the return leg. If you're looking at it that way, mm-hmm. you have to go back to Portland where they are not necessarily unbeatable. But it's definitely a very difficult place to play. And RSL doesn't really play that well on the road. It's very likely that Portland does win that game at home and they drop points. Now, Can someone give Rimando a bad carne asada, please? Please. Oh, please. Yes. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need any of those heroics uh, up in Portland or New England for that matter. So here's where, uh, again, this favors the Galaxy. RSL... Doesn't play on decision day. They they have two games remaining as a Galaxy, but RSL will play both their games on the same week. And you have a Thursday game for RSL against New England. You got to figure that they're probably going to win that game. But then three days later, <laughs> you got to go to Portland. Portland will not have played. Since uh, the first RSL game, they're going to have a a clean two weeks of rest to prepare for this one game while RSL has to prepare for two. It's very possible that they lose that game and it opens the door for the Galaxy, who are only one point behind, even Mm -hmm. if if that does happen and they drop those points, even a draw against either Houston or Minnesota coupled with a win can still get them in because there would be a tie. Um, and the Galaxy currently have uh, a better goal differential. RSL mm. is at minus three. The Galaxy has at one. If RSL loses another game, you got to figure it's going to go down lower. And if the Galaxy tie and win, they're only going to go higher up. So they would hold the tiebreaker. Um, so... Again, Portland does us another solid, and all of a sudden, it doesn't become uh, must-win games in both games. They could slip up, but let's not leave that up to chance. The Galaxy need to win the next two games. Um, Vancouver 
we thought were okay they're, they're behind us they're dead in the water well they beat because of rsl's loss and because we couldn't beat kansas city vancouver still has a chance they need to win out they have one game uh more than rsl and the galaxy if they win all the three games they would be in the playoffs however i find that scenario extremely unlikely considering that vancouver's final three games are portland lafc and kansas city no way they're taking nine points out of that yeah that's tough that's that's tough for them. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So um, it, it it doesn't look too bad for the Galaxy. Like I said, I think Portland did them one hell of a solid here. And they have a real legitimate chance at um, getting into the playoffs. They get Minnesota next. They got to travel uh, to that horrible, horrible field uh, in probably the worst turf in the league. And the question now is, does Zlatan Ibrahimovic travel to that game? And I have to say the answer is 100% yes. Yep. Yeah, I think he travels. The question is, does he play? I, I think, think what so. happens is he's, he starts on the bench. And I think they go for one goal. And I think, they, I think they park the bus after that, to be perfectly honest. I think they'll probably want to score early and park the bus, work on a counter, or do some sort of set piece. And just... Protect that one goal lead and make sure Zlatan stays on the bench for as long as he can. Now, if Minnesota is up, say, at halftime or... No, actually, I think if they're up at halftime, Zlatan would have to come in at halftime. If they're still level, I think, depending on how the momentum is going in and how the offense is looking, I think you wait about 15 to 20 minutes before you bring him on. Um, I think, yeah, like in the 60th minute, yeah, I, I want to say 65th, 70 minutes. Yeah. If they're still level, um, I think you see them halfway into the second half, but I want to say that they're going to do everything they can to make sure that he doesn't get on the field and risk injury because, yeah. um, you definitely don't want that. But at the same time, you got to figure, well, you know what, if we lose them here, um, and he gets injured, and we lose him for the playoffs. That's detriment. You know, that's that's catastrophic. That's worse. Yeah, that's, but, that's catastrophic. but 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 here's the thing: you gotta get there first, mm-hmm. right? It, it's it's like saying, well, you know, I have a, I'm I'm going to Game Seven in the in the uh, you know National League Championship Series. Um, should I start my ace or save him for Game One of the World Series? Well, you gotta get there first. You yep. need to put your ace in game seven, and then you got to worry about you know the new series. You don't, you know, you don't look ahead there. So, in a way, I I, I kind of understand why you wouldn't want to in, uh, you know risk injury, but at the same time, it's not going to mean much if you don't get to the playoffs. So, so let, let, let's say that okay, I think that we're all in agreement that Zlatan travels to Minnesota. Yes. Y- yes. Okay. Um, we're kind of. Or you know, I'm 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 thinking your scenario is most likely to say that he goes, he's on the bench, he starts on the bench. Obviously, you don't want to start him and then have to pull him out for 30 minutes or whatever the case might be. That's a waste of a sub. So he starts on the bench and then you put it, you use, you break the glass in case of emergency. So who do you bring in his play? Who do you bring in his starting position? Because I don't know what the status of Pontius is. We know that Geo is not playing. Um, Bradford Jameson hasn't really been effective this year. Um, you have another player that is has a lot of promise and for me only has an upside that you have not used at all this season, and that's Efren Alvarez. Why don't you bring uh, Efren Alvarez to this game? I think um, well, a lot of fans. The, a lot of fans. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bobby. No, I was going to say for kind of the same reasons for him not playing any game this season in a game that we need to win in. I mean, we that's kind of a, another obvious way of looking at it, too. Um, you would, you, why would you want to chance it when you're really, really trying to get, get as many points as you can and not falter in, at all? So who are you starting in Zlatan's spot? Well, I'm not saying I'm not. I don't know, but I mean, look at I wouldn't. I know. I know you guys are have have. Uh, you, you, I agree with you that having him sub in is 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 a great idea. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they just started him. 
Because, again, what Lewis said, we got to get there first. And we need to put all, all our guns out in order to get there. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we started with them, too. I mean, he doesn't have to do too much um, just to stay up on top in the first half. But, I, again, I wouldn't be surprised. But mo- most likely, he'll, he will be subbed in, just like Lewis said. I think I, I highly doubt that you're going to see Alvarez in a game like this. I, I think every fan might be kind of in line with you, um, especially since we've already lost two of our uh, talented players in the youth academy, and we'll get to that. But I, I think that in this particular scenario, to, to bring in a guy who has... Completely cold. Right, there you go. That, that's actually pretty sure. accurate. He's, uh, the, he's, he's making cold. his debut... He's... In an extremely hostile environment, in a game that you have to win, that's sure, but actually. He's, but he's also shown in in the games that he has played. He's shown he's above that USL level. Sure, he is way it's too good for a, USL. It's just such a it's right. such a crazy but gamble, though. It, it, it is a gamble. It is I, a gamble, but so is starting Zlatan on that awful turf. I think. Oh, I mean, if I had to take a guess, you're not going to see Alvarez. If and if I'm. If I'm being perfectly honest, I think it's the wrong time. I think if this, I, I think if the Galaxy were already eliminated, I think you probably would see him. I think because of the fact that they are, they are legitimate contenders now to get into a playoff spot. I mean, they have a legitimate shot at doing this. I don't think you take that gamble because you can also. I mean, there's also a possibility of stunting his growth. I mean, if he has a bad game and you're saying, okay, get back down there, like you couldn't hack it. This is the galaxy we're talking about, okay? They have no idea what to do with their kids. Right. Do you really think that the galaxy would stun his growth? I I, I honestly don't. I honestly don't think that one game or even the last three games is going to stun his growth. Okay, so let's say say we lose this game and we're eliminated. Uh, uh, you know, in the Minnesota game, do you give minutes against Houston? Um, I, you probably will. What I'm saying is, as far as stunting his growth, I think that so maybe why are, on a why would you give level. why would you give one of the most talented prospects that come out of your youth academy no time on the first team the whole year? Like he has, I don't even know if he's made the bench for the Galaxy this year, and he signed to a first team contract. And and as you said, we already lost two of our promising academy kids for free for nothing, because the galaxy doesn't give playing time to you to to the young kids. Well, what I was going to so say is does, after don't last you think this season, this goes a long way showing faith in a player that should be in your plans going forward. I agree one hundred percent. The fact that he wasn't even getting any sort of playing time, uh, even in the middle of the season, is actually a little baffling. I think that you probably just give them a shot to see what happens, see if you strike gold. But the thing is that the Galaxy have no clue what to do with their kids. Look what they did last season. You took a bunch of USL guys and said, this is going to be us going forward because we put so much money into this academy and so much money into the Galaxy 2 team. And we're not using any of them. So we're literally just going to go ahead and use all of them and promote them to the first team. And we legitimately believe that they are going to be competitive enough to compete for an MLS Cup. They ended up becoming the worst team in franchise history. And all those guys, gone. Cut. I mean, if you're an academy player, if you're playing on Galaxy 2, you've got to look at that and say, I have no chance. I I mean, what am I doing here? This is stunting my growth. I'm not moving up. I'm not getting minutes on the first team. So earlier this week, or late last week, we find out that the Galaxy lose two of their better prospects. And uh, they go off and sign sign for, uh, was it Wolfsburg and Freiburg? Yeah, Ulianez signed for Wolfsburg, and uh, Alex Mendes signed for Freiburg. Okay, so... I got to figure that, look, the best player in Efren Alvarez is not making the first team this season. We know what happened last season. 
where the fuck would we stay? What is our, I mean, I'm going to be here in USL purgatory forever if I stay with this organization. You got to, I mean, it's not just the fans who, under, who, who know that the people running this team are a bunch of morons and they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. You got to figure that even the players and even the youth players got to feel that type of um, idiocy coming from the higher ups. I mean, shit, we all work at jobs where we think our bosses are morons. Why wouldn't they? They got the fuck out of Dodge. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them one bit. I would have done the same thing. And I mean, even if even if you are playing for a, a team that does play your kids, I mean, why wouldn't you get? I mean, if you have a chance to go play. In first division Germany, why wouldn't you take it anyway? But I mean, th- this is just a no-brainer if you're them. This this really is a a, a loss of of um, uh, how do I say this? Man, I wish Wendy was on the pod this week because she could really <laughs> explain why and how big of a loss this is uh, and make it sound smart. But it certainly is. You had you had a valuable asset that you've been grooming, and then you've basically given let them go for free. Yeah, and then uh, I mean the, the the word is is that they were given good offers. Now, depending on who said that quote, if you're saying that Chris Klein said that we made him good offers, you can say one of two things: no offer was made, which is probably the most likely one, or it was a shit offer, something that they thought was extremely generous, but was probably insulting to the players. We'll give you league minimum. Yeah. I mean, he probably, I mean, so, I mean, if you're going by, if that's what Chris Klein is telling you, if that's what Pete Vianis is telling you, if that's what jo- Jovan Karoski is telling you, you're thinking the opposite. So I actually, for one, don't believe, and again, I, I'm, I don't have any sources within the organization. None of us do. And we're not, you know, we're not professionals and we're not going to get in there and have any facts. I'm going by what I have seen from this uh, front office in the past about how you know how upfront they are with uh, their dealings and with the fans. I got to figure that if they're saying that we made them a good offer, there was no offer on the table, or it was an insulting offer. Plain and simple. Galaxy proved me wrong. No, we'll see. But I, I don't know. For me, to to waste. The talented guys like, like Yanez, like Mendez, like um, Efren Alvarez. It, it's a shame. It's a shame to see because that's what the it galaxy is. should be. They, the galaxy should be the ones bringing up the you know occasionally you're not you're not going to hit on all of them. I mean the big mistake, as you said, Lewis, was trying to bring a, a bunch of these guys up at the same time. It just it's that's that's never worked. Well, the thing even is, if is you're that- Barcelona, that's never going to work. Yeah, you were, I mean, you were lucky in that you had two players that were, you know, players of a generation, Iniesta and Xavi, at Barcelona come up, you know, kind of at the same time. Not really. I mean, they were still pretty far apart in age, but, you know, you had those guys plus Messi plus a couple of other guys. I mean, that only happens once in a lifetime. You know, that the, the galaxy is not that. And, yeah. and to think that that was going to work is ridiculous. But, you see, you have guys like this. Give them, give them a couple. You know, throw them something. The thing is, is that with, with, with the people running this organization, I mean, they, they've made every incorrect decision they could possibly make. I mean, even the philosophy. If you're saying, "Look, I, I'm gonna cost cut," um, and there's a way to do things. That's fine, but, but there's a way to do things. There's a correct way to do it. You you can't just say this is going to be my philosophy, but have literally no plan you just threw something together like last minute yeah we're just gonna promote everybody that should work and you know you you didn't i mean if you're gonna do that you're gonna need one hell of a scouting department which you don't have you're gonna need one hell of a coach which you didn't have and you're gonna need a guy that's going to bring both of those and strike gold in every asset that could make that work, and you didn't have that. You're, you 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 had uh, kids who could potentially be 
at the very least, decent players in MLS, and you let them go to waste. You had players that probably had no business being in MLS, and you gave them a chance. I mean, you did everything incorrect. Every decision you make has been incorrect. From the people you have brought in to replace those kids to, I mean, it's an embarrassment. Yeah. And it goes back to, it, it, again, it, it goes back to the cancer that has been plaguing this team for quite a few seasons now. And it's just, it, it, it really is mind-boggling that well, we're in this situation. Well, well, we're out here waiting for the Galaxy to finish out the season so they can start their, their hunt for their new head coach, the worldwide search. As we said, they have a ladder. Um, they're up on the ladder. They're looking around. Um, that that pool of available coaches is getting smaller by the, by the minute. Um, I saw a rumor today that uh, Thierry Henry is set to become the new head coach of Monaco. We mm-hmm. talked about him as a possible uh, Galaxy Ooh. head coach candidate. Um, more importantly, our hated rival, the San Jose Earthquakes, have gone and I don't know how they did this, but they landed Matias Almeida. A guy, who's coached, a guy who's coached River Plate out of relegation. A guy who coached Chivas to multiple league, uh, to Liga MX and multiple Copa MX titles. And a Champions League title. And a Champions League title. In this which year. they were heavily, heavily favored to lose. Yes. You have a guy who is used to working within a limited player pool. He's used to, he's used to working, uh, to, needing to develop youth. In a league that has some wacky rules, I mean, this guy was perfect for MLS. He's perfect for the taking. And guess what? He's a big name for the for the one demographic that you've been aching to get. Because this has been all over the Deportes shows. All the Deportes that you can think of, Fox Deportes, you, you know, Univision Deportes, Mundo Deportes, ESPN Deportes. That's all they're talking about is Matias Almeida to San Jose Earthquakes. It was one hell of a crazy. And, and I think part of it is not just because, I mean, part of it is that he signed with MLS, in which I'm sure a lot of Mexican fans are going to say he just took yeah. a step down. But he went to a team that is, well, let's just be honest, they're, they're a bunch of nobodies. He didn't go to Atlanta. He didn't go to New York. He didn't even go to the Galaxy, who is still a name. I mean, I mean, here in MLS circles, they're they're not what they once were. But you go around the world, the Galaxy are still the Galaxy, right? You know, he he didn't go to any of these top. Te- he didn't go to a new expansion. He didn't go to Beckham's team. He didn't go to uh, you know any other new team that's going to be the, the the shiny new toy. Went to the San Jose fucking Earthquakes. I mean. Crazy. He went to fucking shitville, California. And I mean, the ambition is absolutely incredible because you would have never thought that this type of ambition would happen from San Jose. Right. They too went with like a bunch of like European, Scandinavian, and it's been a disaster. They're going to win the wooden spoon. And all of a sudden, like, nope, we're turning this around. Yeah. This is the guy who was in the conversation to be Mexico's head coach, Colombia's head coach, Paraguay's head coach, maybe even Argentina, his home country. He already interviewed for Costa Rica. He turned down national team jobs to go to San Jose, San Jose, California. That is, again, that is a hell of a coup. You would think, again, in Atlanta. You to replace Tata Martino, but no, I mean that the, the, I have to the, I have to tip my hat to them. So, and, so, so and, why, and then, why does he go? Why? What what brings it? What takes him there? I want to say the challenge. I want to say the challenge. I mean, he got River Plate. Um, after they were uh, relegated, he got them back into the uh, first division and. I don't remember if he won the Libertadores. I know River Plate won it maybe like a couple years after they were they were back in the first division. I'm not sure if Almeida was still the coach. But River Plate had won the Libertadores about three years ago. So I'm not sure if he was still head coach of... He might have been, actually. Or maybe he was at Banfield. I don't remember. But 
maybe it's the challenge. Well, okay. of, so, so, of, so I, I Googled his name because I was like, well, what did he do last year that he has to take this job now? Like what, what, what unsavory thing, but nothing came up. But he wrote, but they asked him about what, why he took this job, and I'm, I'm, it perplexed me even more. He goes, my philosophy of life takes place in soccer. I try to carry myself with values, and then I have a belief. I believe in the history of the samurai people, and their code called the Bushido Code. And I manage myself based on this. Study it, and you'll see. I'm not joking. Okay, That's what then. He said. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm not fucking yeah, around. Wow. Yeah. No, no, yeah, I know. I, I actually, I read that quote. I did read that quote because I mean, I, I'm just as fascinated as anybody else. I got that's why. That, that's why I cut you straight off. Like I read that, I'm like, wait, what? I gotta say this right now. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that that um, I don't know if you guys read this. Ended up reading this article or not? I, I sent you guys this article a couple weeks ago about these kids in the Central Valley. This untapped well of potential talent that California has. They're neither Mexican nor American. They're the, the kids of these migrant workers that come over here and they, you know, whether they stay here or, or they're born here, they're of two worlds. And they, the soccer system, the, U, the United States soccer system is ignoring them completely. To me, this is San Jose planting the flag and saying, hey, you want an identity? You want somewhere to come? This is the guy that's going to help you get there. The guy has been known to play youth players. I mean, it is almost, almost a perfect fit. And But but again, I, the, the fact that he's going to... Well, I'll just say, the fact that he's going to a shit club... I mean, with like very little history. I mean, you're not. I mean, it would have been like, look, the galaxy have fallen on hard times. If this was anywhere in the else in the world, yeah, we would have been relegated. Please bring us back to uh, to MLS. Take us out of USL or whatever. That would have been the perfect pick. San Jose, yeah, it's it's similar, but there's no history there. And that's what's upsetting. I think that's what's making headlines. And the fact that the Galaxy are... I mean, I, I can... I can all but guarantee that they have Burhalter on their list. Everyone knows that that's the top pick. And I doubt that they would woo him away from the national team. You can rule him out. It's going to be Porter. It's going to be Caleb Porter. I mean, I can put money on this. And I can guarantee that there's nobody else on that list... Because if Porter, Porter turns them down, they're right back to square one and say, holy shit, who the hell do we get? And they'll probably end up getting Klinsman. Because, I mean, there is... I have absolutely no faith that these guys are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. Their ambition, as far as, like, the coaches, I mean, they have to find the right one. The one that's going to be their bitch. But... We're going to make him believe that he's really not. Otherwise, you'd be hiring a coach like Almeida. You'd be hiring an Escaloto. These are, these are coaches that are sought after by several MLS teams. Escaloto is going to be an MLS next season. I can all but guarantee he will be an MLS next season. No, he's, he's, shifting the, the, he's shifting it for sure, man. Why it's not the Galaxy is beyond me. And I can all but guarantee that the Galaxy are not even considering him. Why? I have no idea. But I've been saying it for two years. This is the guy that's probably going to be very successful. And now the rest of the league has said, oh, shit, look what he did in Boca. Yeah, we're going to want this guy. Someone's going to pick him up. Mm -hmm. I'm just baffled that it's not going to be the Galaxy. Well, what are you going to do? Well, there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the weird out that Bobby had, <laughs> well, had flights for me last time. There you have it. There you have it. There we are. Uh, we still, you know, 
we're just we're stuck. We're we're like these we're like these kids that I'm talking about. We're stuck in these in this we're we're neither here nor there. We're stuck in two worlds. We're not in the playoffs until we are. Well, there you go. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 133. I'm here with David and Lewis. Good night, everybody. Hey, I got remembered today. See you guys next week. And this is Bobby. Talk to you guys. See you guys later. Bye. Talk to you later. I know. Call me. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.